Hello and welcome to the Hash Rugby Chat episode 46, um, Super Rugby Finals. I've just realised I've gone and left the wrong caption um, on the above here. So whilst Ashwin is uh, kind of introducing himself, I will uh, change the caption and uh, it'll be good. Welcome, sir. Hello, everybody. Yeah, welcome. Well, yes, it's been a, been a while. Um, so it's, it's great to be back again and uh, to start to talk some rugby again. As opposed to talking all sorts of other things that I have been for the last couple of weeks. So looking forward to that. Uh, um, it's an interesting, interesting thing is this is like the season's now ramping up into the quarterfinals, but, um, obviously ramping down in terms of a lot of teams now not becoming redundant. <laughs> the, um, and, and management becoming redundant. And yes, management becoming redundant as well. Yes. Um, so Andre, hi on Periscope. Are we on Twitter or YouTube? Yes, we are also on YouTube. So um, this is a new thing for Ashwin. Uh, I don't think he has been around while we've been actually live on YouTube. Uh, well, he's obviously live on YouTube, but he, but since I've added in Periscope and Facebook. So now we are live on three different channels and we will try and take your comments from all of those different places. So um, so yeah, it doesn't matter where you're watching, we, could, we will uh, get your comments uh, and... Uh, um, and if you have any good questions, then please feel free to ask them. Now, if you use the super chat on on on, uh, on YouTube, that means you've hit the dollar number, uh, and uh, yeah, you um, pay some money that comes to us. Then obviously we will definitely talk about that as long as it's rugby related. Um, so uh, all topics rugby related are open. Um, so throw anything you like in there. If we like it, we'll talk about it. Unless you do the super chat, and then even if we don't like it, we'll even talk about it then. Um, as well so that's um that's how you can uh, get hold of us tonight it's going to be i think we're going to talk about super rugby because as you say that's all ramping up or ramping down depending on which way you're looking at it who you support um maybe you don't know maybe maybe we'll touch on some provincial stuff uh we might talk about some major league rugby actually there's been major some, there's been some major league rugby announcements so we might we might uh, touch on that um, and also, yeah, we also might talk about some Pro 14 stuff. Um, I'm not sure how much Ashwin has kept up on those sort of things, but hey, uh, I'll just throw him the odd curveball and just see, uh, uh, see what he says. Ooh. <laughs> so I was avoiding the curveball. So, see, yeah, see what I did there? See what I did? Should, should, should we have, have, have an early curveball? So, I was just like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that works great in the podcast. Oh yeah. Also, there's a podcast as well as those uh, all those sort of uh, social media channels as well. So if you fancy uh, listening on your way to work, you can do it um, by podcast um, as well. So yeah. So um, that that's there uh, as well. So yeah. Pro 14. They've not announced their fixtures yet. I mean, a bit of a fast, really, isn't it? Leaving it all all so late. You'd think so. Um, obviously, they've, they've already started having warm-up games, haven't they? Uh, the preseason started. They haven't actually had warm-up games. Preseason started, but there's no. So I'm confused. Obviously, I'm a um, season ticket holder for a team within the Southern Hemisphere competition. Some people may know that which team I follow. Um, but it, obviously, they'll have season ticket holders up there in the Pro 14 competition. And this is like. They want them to buy a season ticket without knowing what the schedule is and what's happening. Yeah, and so it, it, it has become pretty late, uh, and especially now that they now tra they travel down to South Africa. If you want to do sort of um, book a holiday, pop down to South Africa, do a bit of a safari, catch a game down there. Uh, it's really hard when it's that um, when it's that long 
that we're um, that they're talking about. Um, and uh, Andre says, relieved that Paul and Ashwin won't be uh, telling us the uh, the Blues are going to win this week. Um, well, <laughs> so, okay, hang on, hang on. The Blues are going to win this week. <laughs> so yeah, just bring it up onto the broadcast. Um, so the uh, the the um, well, the, the, that uh, yeah, the Cardiff Blues are, are, are looking kind of decent. They've gone and signed um, Sammy Manoa, um, which was kind of, which was a, an interesting one. Uh, obviously, play, USA Eagle, ex Northampton Saints, ex Toulon player, now at Cardiff. Interestingly enough, uh, I think that's a, bit, a big signing for them. Well, you've got someone who's got obviously experience in their European competitions. Um, it, it, and the good thing is that you know you've got a player that they can actually view and see how he's performing. So they're selecting him on something that they've obviously seen as opposed to sight unseen. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's definitely, he's, he's an experienced player that, uh, um, that's been, that's, that's been around the block, uh, has, uh, and when he left, they lost a lot of their go forward, um, as well. So all a bit of a, um, so yeah, no great signing, um, for Cardiff there, uh, blues adding on to Dane Scully, who is also, who's captain America. I was captain of the the USA Eagles, who also plays at Cardiff. Uh, so yeah, it's got to be it's a, uh, some players there he'll know as well. So all all all, all looks good um, from that uh, from, from that point of view. Um, and uh, well done for, um, uh, for, for 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 handling the curveball <laughs> as we first um, set up. Some of you might have noticed that in the past, Arshin has gone and talked about a uh, kind of. Documents and Paul, you've written down this and stuff that you guys can't see. Well, this week there's none of that. There has been no preparation. This is going to be all off the cuff. Um, freestyling it. Free, we're freestyling it um, uh, uh, tonight. Um, so it's really handy that um, I think it was Jack or Christian mentioned something to talk about. So we will do that later. Have they? Oh, that's good. Um, yep. The, <laughs> so yes, the Pro 14 late with a with a schedule. Last year we understood why because they also bringing South African teams in and that all had to be finalised. This year, um, it seems a bit strange that they're, they're leaving it as late yet again. Uh, the Vera Premiership schedule is already out, uh, and they both kick off on the same weekend, so it is a bit late um, for the for the Pro 14. Uh, you got to. I'm not quite sure why. Um, they're how, so how, how many more weeks until it actually kicks off in earnest, as opposed to warm up games? Yeah, uh... <laughs> <laughs> back at you. <laughs> Well, I gave you like kind of general, general, general things to answer, not specific, <laughs> like which day does it start? Um, uh, I will just look it up right now. Um, uh, the uh, so, but uh, um, as as you say, the, uh, the it, it's a bit strange that they are um, uh, a bit late. Uh, the uh, the uh, oh, and also talking about the Premiership. Premiership have got themselves a um, uh, the uh, have got themselves a new sponsor. They are the Gallagher um, Premiership uh, Rugby um, this time. Um, and uh, for those people in uh, New Zealand, you're going to be going Gallagher. They're those guys based down in Hamilton, aren't they? That do security stuff. Um, and yes, that is true. There hey, is a... Gallagher, that, that crowd down in Hamilton, that based down in Hamilton, that do that security stuff, aren't they? That's right. That is one crowd. But there's another Gallagher group who apparently are uh, investment, uh, investment house based out of the USA. So yeah, so don't. So this is not the same Gallagher that uh, sponsors the the, uh, the Chiefs in Hamilton. It's a different one. Um, so not, nice that uh, 
nice and confusing. So the Premiership, the Premiership kicks off on the 31st of August. Uh, so just uh, so less than two months away now um, for them to kick off. Uh, and I say, yeah, the Pro 14 all still haven't announced their fixtures. So that's really uh, a, a bit, um, yeah, a bit late by them. Um, and interesting because I think I might be wrong in this, but I think there's already a um, a provisional draw out for next year's Super Rugby tournament. Well, <laughs> I, I think I could be wrong on that, but I, I think I've I remember about a month ago seeing something like that. The uh, well, I haven't seen that one yet, but that's it's uh, it doesn't entirely surprise me. And, and next season uh, for Super Rugby is going to be kind of cool because we're not going to have. Um, the, the the break for the international internationals. Now, um, one of the things I see that uh, is as I look at my um, my website stats and Super Rugby is what most people visit my website. Well, Super Rugby predictions is what uh, most people visit visit um, drivingmall.com for. Um, and uh, yeah, I've seen that I'm probably down by about another thousand by about a thousand viewers per week. From before the Super Rugby, the, the international break to after the international break, so I've dropped, uh, yeah, dropped about a thousand views a week, which shows that the interest um, in Super Rugby doesn't pick up straight away, and it takes time to build a bit. And there, and it's only three rounds before the finals, it doesn't build in that time. Yes, uh, it has built a bit, but it's I'm, I'm still, I say, I'm still at least a thousand down on what I was getting before. Uh, the international well, break. being someone who's invested, someone who's invested a bit more in the uh, in rugby, um, you do find it weird, and, and and I struggle actually to get back into Super Rugby. So if somebody's um, a, more of a fair weather supporter, for fair, fair weather fan, then you can understand that this is like takes a bit bit of time for them to get back into it. There's a couple of almost like dead rounds um, after. The after coming back from the international window, because you've got teams that are totally out of it, that could be playing each other. What's the point? Almost, you know, that flow's gone. Obviously, we you, this year's not been too bad because there've been a couple of teams that have been jockeying for positions or to make it back into the eight. Obviously, we have the situa- situation with the Rebels beating each other up and not making it into the eight. So. Um, you know, there is that. So there has been some teams where there's been some interest around, but for other teams, it's just totally gone because there's no chance of them making it. I don't know who I'm talking about there. Um, obviously, the Sunwolves. Um, Sun- they- yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you think about it, so eight teams make it through to the quarterfinals out of 15. So more than half the teams make it through to the semifinals. And even and three, week, three, three weeks out, we already knew that the Sunwolves weren't, were, were, were out of contention. The Blues were out of contention. The Reds were out of contention. Ah. The um, uh, the Stormers were out of contention. Um, the Bulls and the Brumbies were in contention mathematically, but effectively were out as well. Um, so you had you had at least four teams, if not six, that basically there was no point coming back after the international break uh, and, and, and following because you already knew they were all dead rubbers. Um, I say yep. mathematically sure the Brumbies and the Bulls had an outside chance, but their form told you they were never going to make it. Yeah. Um, so the so yeah so it is you're right. Uh, six out of the fifteen teams. Just why bother um, coming back <laughs> after the break? Because yeah, it was a total waste of time. Um, and then yeah, there were nine teams that were kind of in, that were that were still um, still fighting it out. 
And as you say, next year it won't be, you won't have that flow issue as such. But I was thinking, I mean, like at the end of the day, if they'd sort of said, okay, all 15 teams are actually alive, well, that doesn't work because it's an odd number. But, you know, one, one, one plays 14, let's say 15 has to drop out, but one plays 14, two plays, um, you might have been able to maintain some sort of interest in it. I don't know, but um, it becomes a moot point, if that's the right term, um, next year. Won't matter. True, um, but and that's one of the good things about the way the Viva Premiership and the top 14 work. With relegation, uh, there are very few teams uh, that have nothing to play for towards the end of the season because you end up with the top four. So out of 12 teams, the top four go into playoffs. The top six qualify for the European Champions Cup and the bottom one gets relegated. So there are only five places that don't get anything. Uh, and of those, you've got to say, uh, um, normally two of them, two or three of those places are still fighting for something come around the last couple of rounds of the season. So there's only a couple of teams that really are, are basically coasting when it comes to the end of the season. But um, Like the Blues. Like, like the Blues um, for the, uh, <laughs> for the <clears throat> year running. Um <laughs> At least they Absolutely. the embarrassment of of of, uh, of sort of going to Fiji on holiday and then having to pitch up in Tokyo for a game and just not caring this season. This yeah, year. yeah, yeah. They got to pitch up to to um, AMI Stadium instead. <laughs> yeah, uh, I look. Some of the guys in the chat room talking about having a, a four or, or a top four or a top six, and. Um, you know, it, it's funny. It's it's almost like a double-edged sword. It's just like, uh, yeah, I'm 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 sort of thinking top six would be more logical, um, as opposed to every man and his dog actually having a chance to make it through, um, actually boarding the top teams. Which, if when you look at it, you could probably go with six and draw a line across at six and saying, well, do these guys actually deserve to be in that finals group? Yeah, you got to say the sharks definitely don't. <laughs> deserve to be in there after their their, their poor form, uh, and the rebels didn't either, to be honest. I and mean, that's why they're not there. Um, yeah, the, so they got angry. So then, then, yeah, a couple of them got angry and uh, and avoided. And, and so they've both been fined fifteen thousand Australian dollars by their by by their club um, yep. for 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 this fracas. Um, mm-hmm. They have yet. Well, one of them has still got to come back to New Zealand and uh, Maffy uh, and face a. Um, face a trial for whatever he's been accused for. If if they, if it because I mean, he's out, he's on bail at the moment. He's been um, he's been bailed to a Dunedin address. Then he was and he's also been bailed to a Melbourne address. And then he's also been bailed to a Japanese address. The, uh, look, I don't know what what's left in the world. <laughs> maybe so, but I, they've, they've got a point here. Look, look, he's going to come back to New Zealand at some point. So if he doesn't come back professionally, he's going to come back and need to play games in New Zealand. Um, yeah. So he's going to be coming back. So he, he'll return for the for the trial. Otherwise, he's otherwise basically he's going to have to forego his Super Rugby contract um, and his income. So yeah, he's going to turn up um, for for that. But apparently, the ARU are also they've got to go through an ARU disciplinary process as well. So poor Matthew's going to have been tried. And potentially fined by three different groups um, for this, which uh, which seems a bit harsh. You just think like, okay, I understand there's a there's a game side and a pre- and a and a legal side, but at least on the game side, they just it should just be one 
set of rules that uh, and one group that agree together what what his punishment is. I think. Yeah, I I I, I tend to agree because even his Japanese club, you know, sort of um, came in and apologised on his behalf and all sorts of things. So uh, yeah, I think that's that's like the, the other thing is that you know, look at the end of the day, he had a bust up with a teammate. The teammate could drop the char- ask for the charges to be dropped anyway. Yeah, the teammate that's going to go play in Europe at the end of the season, who's no longer a teammate, effectively. <laughs> I wonder if, you know, but don't you just have a beer and then you make up, hug and make up afterwards or something? With blokes. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, in, in, in the old days. Um, who, who knows what, uh, what, what goes on nowadays. Um, Raw. Oh, we've got a comment in the, in the Facebook Live as well, I didn't see. Um, uh, if the Crusaders don't win, who will? <laughs> um, well, well, the Sharks beat him this week, eh, Andre? Andre. The, um, so that's so that's that's Bailey uh, in uh, on uh, on the Facebook. So yeah, let's get on to Super Rugby then um, for a bit. We, we'll we'll diverge onto other topics um, later. Actually, before we do, uh, you can always the best way for to, to support us is to please let your friends know about the show um, and uh, on on whichever channel you feel like. Uh, and the second best way is to obviously retweet, share, hit the like button. Um, all of that kind of wonderful stuff. Subscribe to the channel, like the page, all of those kind of things. Um, so please do that. So talking um, about yeah, Super Rugby uh, and the quarterfinals. Um, have we ever come into a quarterfinals where so many teams have stumbled into the finals? Um, the Sharks are only there because of their home form. The Hurricanes seem to have lost their loss of like five of the last six games, whatever it is. Um, the uh, the Waratahs um, again beat the only beat the Sunwolves because of a red card. Have come in with with some really poor form. Is is have we ever had a, a have we ever had it so that so many teams are sort of stumbling into the finals? Yeah, no. Normally you've got teams that have actually surged their way, or you know they've come from down on the table and they're, they're um, building momentum. Uh, towards the final, but no, you, you look at the Hurricanes, out of all the, I mean, obviously the, the Sharks are probably sort of like celebrating the fact that they've just made it into the eight, sorry, Andre. Um, you know, as much as we all pray that your team can get up and do the deed this weekend, not likely. Um, but out of all the teams going into the eight, the Hurricanes would probably be the most concerned. Um, effectively second on the table in terms of points. Um, doesn't mean anything in the Sanzar competition, obviously, but, um, well, they've gone and got they, themselves. They've got themselves a home home quarter final. So it does. It does mean from from that point of view, it does. Yep. It does mean stuff. It, it does. But you'd sort of think, hey, look, we're second on the table in points. We should have a semi final. Uh, we should have a home game until the final, basically. But anyway, digressing. Um, but the Hurricanes are the issue. I mean, they lost momentum before the internationals. They really haven't regained it after the internationals. Um, I think the the game against the Blues. Um, the scoreline flattered them a bit. Uh, they 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 didn't really play that well. Obviously, they played poor the week before. They 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 lifted their game somewhat against the Blues, and then they lost to the Chiefs, where they really need to start building that momentum up. So I think out of all the teams, the Hurricanes would be the most concerned. And uh, you know, if you're the Chiefs, you're going down there, even though you're playing away from home, you're going down there with confidence. You're thinking about you know Brady Retallick coming back, playing the second game. Um, Sam Kane going to be back again as well. Um, Damian McKenzie, who wasn't there last week, so they've got fire. They've got confidence and firepower to come in and 
um, come and join the team. Yeah, and so the, I, I, was, I was quickly looking through the quarterfinals and thinking, you know, we could have three away wins out of these quarterfinals. And when you get a final time, especially in the quarterfinal stage, where it's seeded and you got the best against worst, it's 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 generally very easy to do your predictions. You just go home teams. Now this time around, though, it's it's not that easy. Okay, the Crusaders will beat the Sharks. Let's be honest. That's um, that that that's kind of a given. Um, the Sharks have won away from home once all season, I think it is. Uh, and again, yeah, it's been shocking away from home. And the Crusaders, whilst the last team to beat the Crusaders at um, in Christchurch was apparently the Sharks, um, according to Andre. So wow, um, to that one. Yes. Um, so you've got, uh, so that, that's a given. Then we look at the other ones. Waratahs versus the Highlanders. Um, the Waratahs, uh, uh, again, as I just said, have stumbled in here, beat the, they beat the Rebels away, beat the Sunwolves at home, lost to the Brumbies. Uh, but there's the performances against the, the, the Sunwolves and the Brumbies especially were particularly poor. Um, so the Highlanders will, will go into that. So you, the Highlanders definitely will go in that, into that one with confidence. You then go to the Hurricanes versus the Chiefs. Well, the Hurricanes have just lost to the Chiefs. Okay, that was away. But as you say, we've got Sam Kane and um, Damian McKenzie to come back. And let's be honest, Marty McKenzie's kicking at sticks was good. But apart from that, he was a bit average. Um, average. Park. Um, so, yeah, the, the, they're going to be facing a better Chiefs this week, uh, admittedly, at home. So yep. that's that's definitely there's a case for an away win. The Sharks... Um, and they lost to the Blues, uh, and they only beat the Sunwolves by two points point. at home. Um, so we are talking that this, 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 this is a this, okay. They've topped, topped the South Africa Conference, um, but they're up against Haguaris, who show, who won two games in Australia, two games in New Zealand on tour. Now, fine for some reason, Haguaris can't buy a win in New Zealand in, in, in South Africa, but they can just win anywhere, everywhere else in the world. Uh, but again, that's another one you could see as being an away win. The Hagwaros have shown the fact that they can win away. Um, so you, we we could end up with yeah with three away wins in these quarterfinals. That's quite that, that's kind of crazy. Absolutely. Um, you know the the only thing with the so we go just going back to the Highlanders where it has the thing that concerns me. I mean we've talked about hurricanes concerns. Lima Sopawanga has lost his mojo. Um, doesn't make him a bad player, but He's not the guy that was ripping up the field um, at his peak. He's definitely lost um, an edge of his performance. And Aaron Smith, I don't know whether he's just played a bit too much rugby or what, but he's not at the top. I don't feel, personal opinion, obviously. It's all personal opinion, isn't it? Um, they're not at the, he's not at the top of his game either. And um, we saw a little bit with that with TJ Perinara on the weekend too. They're not at the top of the game. But, they're very experienced players, so especially the likes of someone like an Aaron Smith, someone who could possibly, comes finals times, turns the switch back on, or, you know, the tap flows. So, But, you know, if, if Aaron Smith is on form, hard to see the Highlanders losing to the Waratahs, isn't it? Yeah, and you've got I mean, Aaron Smith and Ben Smith were both given last weekend off. Um, as you say, have they, have they played too much rugby? Very well, maybe. Um, so that they've, they've both been given um, given that weekend off. Um, and Barca Pundit asks in the chat, um, Hi Paul, can the Chiefs win the title in your opinion? So if they are to win the title, let's just first, let, let, let's just walk you through uh, the scenario that, that this... Likely. That, well, that, that, that has to happen. 
They have to go mm. away to Wellington and beat the Hurricanes. They then have to go away to Christchurch and beat the Crusaders in the semi-final. Come the final time... Not, no, is, that, is that fixed or will it be the lowest qualifier into the semi-finals no, that will go down there? It's fixed, okay. Um, so, and then uh, if we're looking at the, the, the final... If we look at the other side of the draw, we've got the Waratahs versus the Highlanders. We're expecting the Highlanders to win that one. Uh, we've then got the Lions versus Haguaris, who we've said um, aren't, uh, uh, aren't great guns. So the Chiefs would then either host the Highlanders or travel away to um, the Lions, probably. That's um, to, to go through the Hurricanes, Crusaders, potentially Highlanders or Lions to win the whole competition. Uh, that's um, they would deserve it. They would deserve it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that is a mighty ask. Um, so, can they do it? Yes, they can. Mm. Will they? Extremely unlikely. That's uh, yeah. the, 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 the draw. Just really does, is, is is not in their favour. Look, um, if you put some percentages behind it, in terms of you'd say somewhere between a thirty and forty percent chance of them being able to do it, which is not zero. And, you know, not as, you know, but it's a hard ask. But 30 or 40%, it's achievable. Um, yep. Uh, it, it is definitely um, definitely achievable um, in, in, in that one. Um, so, now, yeah. just, just, just on the Sharks, I'd just like to make a point, which I should have made well earlier, is the Sharks-Crusaders game. You know, the, the, the Blues showed them the way, and the fact that the Crusaders are weak up front, they smashed the scrum and got a penalty try, so that would have given the Sharks some inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! And uh, I don't know if you've, but the 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 beast at the weekend um, absolutely popped the um, Argentinian prop he was against. I don't know if you saw that one. Uh, so there was one scrum where he managed to get basically his head underneath uh, the his opposition prop's chest and just. Uh, and just drove up, with, yeah, and just just pinged. This guy just popped. Well, 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 back the, hang on, time out, time out. Back the truck up here. Beep, beep, beep. Got underneath the Argentinian prop. Isn't that illegal? Aren't you supposed to be pushing straight? No, uh, not going underneath. Yes. Yeah. Well. <laughs> hey. Hey, look. Uh, just, just. Um, I, I suppose all, so we've got we love, love and scrimmaging. So we've basically got Crusaders winning down there. What are we looking at? I mean, I suppose, should we leave it for later or should we go through, since we've talked about the game, should we actually predict who we're going to go pick in the semi-final, uh, quarterfinals? Oh, well, well, I thought we'd stop doing predictions in this show. And I was going to, I'm going to do a separate prediction show. Um, yep. But, uh, and we, we generally just pick which game we're looking forward to, don't we? Yes. Yes. Well, I, I suppose there's two games that I'm looking forward to and, um, and the fact that it, it's the, the, the um, sorry, Hurricanes versus the Chiefs. It's still so on the, the podcast, game. Yeah, that, 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 that was all mouth noise. Don't worry. Canes, <laughs> Canes versus the Chiefs. Obviously, um, that, that's. I think. I think the Hurricanes will lift, but I, I, I do think that the Chiefs are strengthened with. Um, I mean, as I said, Brody Retallick had his first game back last week. I think he'll be better for it. Uh, he's been out for a while. You have got Sam Kane coming back. You've got um, uh, Damian McKenzie, as you've alluded to, coming back. On the flip side. Um, I think Adi Sevilla, although they looks like they're going to play him, I don't think that he'll be at top. Um, 
I, I think it's more of a case of we've got to get Artie, Artie back in here because it's now um, the old um, one-shot saloon. I forgot what, you know, but last basically... Last chance saloon. Last chance saloon. Yeah, that's the one. Last chance saloon sort of thing. So, you know, you, you drop the game, you're out. So um, I, I don't think you leave your players on the bench or give them another week to recover. So I think Artie's back, but I think he's back back a bit early. Um, so, yeah, be interesting. And... Yeah, you know, you look at you've got to play Milner Scudder. You got to play him. Um, obviously, he'll be there, but he's the only point of difference in that backline. We've talked about this before in previous shows of the sameness of attack. And if you've only got big boppers that just take the ball forward and rely on their size, um, and if they're getting pushed, you know, beaten back in the tackle, what do you got to go back on? And if you haven't got steppers, you've got nothing. The yeah, it's on the face of it. That's one that, that sort of jumps out to me. Perhaps the most intriguing one is that Lions versus Haguaras, um, because one of the things we've, the, the Haguaras, as I say, have struggled in South Africa this season. Uh, I don't think they've won any games there this season, uh, but they are a team that uh, that really can um, play on the on emotion. And this is their first ever finals, uh, and so I think they'll be. A, I think they'll have this. This is again they're definitely targeting now. Sure, they would have loved to have, have overtaken the Lions uh, and ended up and sort of hosted them, hosted a, a side in Argentina, but uh, but that wasn't to be. Uh, and I, I I think Ledesma will. I think they'll, they'll be absolutely g'd up for this one. The Lions really are not at. Um, at their best, uh, gave the. I mean, the, the Bulls went out, ran, zoomed out to a, a 0-12 lead last weekend um, before getting reeled in uh, and thrashed in the end. But uh, yeah, I, I can, I can definitely see the Haguaris causing the, the Lions a bunch, bunch of trouble. And I'm, I'm intrigued to see if they can step it up. And when they went on that seven-game winning streak, uh, can they, can they get that form back, or are the two losses they've had the last two, last two, two rounds? actually the real Haguaris, which who's going to turn up so basically what you're saying is that you're not a betting man but if you're a betting man and you're looking for a good odds bet you'd be putting tenor on the Haguaris this weekend i'm predicting the lions to win <laughs> <laughs> so i just pump up the Haguaris and then we'll just let them out let them down <laughs> the, the people on the podcast can't tell i was blowing up a balloon balloon and then releasing it so, <laughs> Just so you've got a description of the video. Um, some interesting points there I just sort of picked up in the old chat room was, um, yeah, um, yeah, Glenn Jackson's going to be the ref in a Chiefs match. Oh, no. Do, do we have. Yeah. God, we've been going like this for the last three, four years. I mean, gee. It's crazy. He's a Nuts, neutral. Isn't it? What can you say? It's it's oh just, just I mean, get over it. Uh, he's 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 not. Um, uh, he, he's refed the Chiefs a whole bunch of times, uh, and oh no no disagreements there. No disagreements there. I, I just think that when you've you got enough referees, you have got enough um, a pool of referees to not have to have that as a question mark hanging over a game. Um, so and okay, bring, so bring so the we're really upset with referees. They do. We, we, we have referees controversies all the time. Let's not pick our best referee because hey, <laughs> um, and let's put in a worse referee instead. 
You got two games in you got two games in New Zealand. Who's refereeing the um, Crusaders and um, Sharks game? Um, so, so yeah, no, no, but you know, just like there, there's quite an easy swap there, isn't it? To, to sort of say, hey, Glenn, jump on a plane and go down to Christchurch instead of Wellington um, from your home in Hamilton, <laughs> and um, uh, whoever's refereeing the Christchurch game can pop up to uh, Wellington. Yeah, I get the point. He could he could have done that one. Well, he could even fly to to, to Sydney quite easily. Um, but to, to my mind, the Glenn Jackson has, no, has refereed the Chiefs a whole bunch of times. Has shown that he's not uh, that he's not um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for biased towards them. Sure, he's made some wrong calls. Don't get me wrong, but um, he's not. He's he's shown himself not to be biased towards them. And yeah, that's just rubbish. Um, apparently. Mike Fraser is refereeing the Crusaders, according to Jack. Um, the and I, I just think we need to get a, a just at international level. Sure, let's use um, have 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 neutral referees, but at uh, at Super Rugby at, 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 at club level, um, you'll find all in the Premiership. You've got English refs for English teams. Um, you've got, in the Pro Fourteen, you get um, they you, you'll have. South African refs refing in South Africa um, and so forth. Uh, and so for me, I yeah, at Super Rugby level, uh, we, we shouldn't be worrying about that kind of stuff. Um, the day in a the days where the Lions, um, British and Irish Lions, or the English go or, or, or Irish or Welsh go on tour down to New Zealand and don't get a single call all game are, are over. The the the, the, the those, those kind of home refs just don't exist anymore, uh, and and the game is much better for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's my show, so it's my. <laughs> it's our show. Uh, um, uh, so, uh, um, hey, look. Um, we, we obviously we, we're jumping around a bit today because um, we're doing freestyling. Uh, also, like another comment from um, Andre, it was is that I actually think that the Barrett brothers um, are also struggling a little bit for Mojo as well. Um, things aren't really. They're trying things that they were trying earlier in the season, and they're not coming off. Um, so yeah, I sort of think that's another thing that um, yeah, hey, look, it all could come together all of a sudden for the Canes on um, on the weekend. Uh, but I just sort of think things aren't coming off for them at either at, at the moment either. Yeah, it's small things. Agreeing with Andre, get that little bit of front football, and you'll find it all suddenly click. And yeah, it's uh, uh, and it'll be interesting to see. I, this 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 Hurricanes Chiefs one or or, or the, this last game and this game is intriguing because you you rarely get club sides playing back to back, and so when the first game really didn't matter that much, and the second game is everything's on the line. How much did they keep? How how much powder did they keep dry in that first game? How many moves? Did they have how many uh, defensive weaknesses did they spot that they didn't play on deliberately, so that the so that they didn't get fixed in this week uh, between the two games? That's what's going to be intriguing. Um, will be are, are you going to see a whole different um, set of tactics suddenly rolled out uh, than than last weekend? Because we've seen some uh, uh, the, the Chiefs, we've seen Liam Messam um, against the Highlanders. Playing um, very, uh, very much pivot role, uh, passing the ball up in Fiji, and then the following weekend 
against the I've gone blank who they played two weekends ago, um, <clears throat> but um, they were uh, against the Brumbies. Uh, but they were but suddenly you, see, you saw Liam Messam in the wide channels. You're like, okay, there's been a, yeah. there's, a there's been a serious uh, tactical change here. Uh, clearly against the Blues. The Lamapi just ran. <laughs> they just ran at the the the, the ten twelve channel um, all day long, and it took them a long yep. time to get that sorted out. We didn't. Well, they didn't. They didn't sort it out. That's that's the defensive issue that the Blues have got on their back line. The, the, well, the, the Crusaders did the same the thing. Crusaders, last, uh, last the Crusaders week. did the same sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the, uh, the, the but then we didn't see them try that to the definitely or at least to the same extent. Um, against the Chiefs because, uh, yeah, because they don't have that same problem. So it's going to be interesting to see what they've seen in each other. Um, and also, I, what is going on with the Chiefs at the moment? Three games on the trot. So the three games since the international break, they've won the first half of rugby to nil and they've lost the second half of rugby, but lost it by less, but, but managed to get enough points just to get themselves over the line uh, th- that's phenomenal. Oh, that's strange that we had this, that such a similar uh, storyline in three games on the trot. Three, three weeks in a row, yeah, because even against the Brumbies, they did a very similar thing where they not, maybe didn't have the massive lead, but still did the, the stronger first half and then basically relied was, on their first but, half. But the Brumbies, was, wasn't that 19-0, I think? Was it? Oh, I thought the Brumbies actually did score some points in that first no. half. Oh, could be wrong. They didn't. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is a strange thing, and and if you're a coach, you're going to be concerned about that, aren't you? Because you can imagine that next week the Canes in the same situation where they're coming back from behind um, at home. If they get a bit of momentum up, being at home, they're probably able to um, get it over the line. Uh, they'll probably do it. Well, as, as from, from a from a from a Chris Boyd point of view, he's got to be kind of like, hey, how do we get some points in that first half? Because <laughs> if we do, we know we're, we know we're going to win the second half. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, look, and I mean, we had that question earlier about can the Chiefs go all the way, um, and we're talking rugby there. Um, is the fact we know, that we know they we know they do on a Mad Monday. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the bus driver. Um, <laughs> yeah, throwing yeah. If they play the Crusaders, is the fact is that the last thing you want to do in the second half is go off your game. There's yep. one team that'll hurt you if you're off your game in the second half in particular is the Crusaders. Yep, very true. Um, I think we've probably gone through the quarterfinals yeah. by now. Um, so. quick, quick reminder, uh, if you want to support us monetarily as well, uh, not just sharing the content, but you can become a Patreon um, of Driving More. So um, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash uh, Driving More. Um, for as little as a dollar a month, you can help support us uh, and um, help us get things like microphones and new computers, which are kind of really helpful to actually help us be able to actually broadcast. Which um, so thank you very much, my patreons, for my microphone. Um, oh yeah, um, and and for a dollar a day, you can help feed our children. So. Uh, yeah, Major League Rugby. Let, 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 let's go on a different tangent here. So Major League Rugby has just finished its first season. Uh, had seven teams um, in it, uh, which were the Glendale Raptors, who won, who came, who won the regular season but lost in the final to the Seattle Sea Wolves. We had the Utah Warriors, 
um, the worst name in the league because obviously how many Warriors teams are there in the world? Um, Nola Gold from New Orleans. Uh, we had the Houston Sabercats, um, which I love uh, that, that name. We had the Austin Elite, which seems a bit of a strange one, but there you go. And I've gone and forgotten one. Oh, uh, the San Diego oh, Legion. There we go. So that's like, that's the, the seven, seven team um, league. And uh, we already knew that um, Rugby United New York, which again is going to be, is going to take over being the worst name in uh, at Major League Rugby because Rugby United is a massive Twitter um, account uh, already. But anyway, so um, Rugby United New York or Rooney, uh, as it's uh, going to as it's getting known, uh, are going to be joined. So now they've had a pre-season, or they've had sorry, an exhibition season, uh, which has been good. Uh, today, the Ontario Arrows, who also have had a exhibition season this season, are joining. So that's the first Canadian team um, to join the league. Uh, they uh, and, and that will take it up to to nine. Um, and then also we have the um, Los Angeles Coast, who, as far as I'm aware only exist on paper currently. Um, so they're going to, they're going to require some players. Uh, so, um, but great to see that actually they're looking at 10, 10 teams next season. Um, a, uh, a good, good growth for the, uh, for the league. Oh, look, uh, I saw, uh, it, obviously, um, it's difficult when you've got a family to, to watch the amount of rugby that we, we want to watch. Um, but I did actually end up watching, um, a couple of the games. Um, and probably watched three, at least three games all the way through. And then obviously a few games where I was able to catch parts of the game and, and the quality of rugby for first season, understanding where they're coming from. And it was not bad. And, and, and he saw some progression in the games in terms of the quality of the games as they went along as well. So, um, I think it's got potential, um, as a, com- a competition. I, I think the biggest risk they've got. Um, which they've had in the past, and we've had this discussion, um, possibly off air, is the fact is the, um, the the monetary side of it and the organisational side of it. Um, but I understand that this time it's a bit better. Um, you you you'll correct me on that if I'm wrong or not. But yeah, um, so this time's better. So I mean, yeah. so pro rugby was one guy who was pay who literally writing the checks um, for it. So um, so these the um, so that 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 that's always that, that's interesting. Um, oh wow! Hang on, sorry. I've just got to. Do, we're going to have to go back a second here and, and rewind for the quarterfinals. Um, so K- King Bilko um, gets, says. Uh, uh, so Chiefs beat Canes at home is the first comment. And the second comment is no ways, bro. Like Paul, Mister Driving Mall always says, always back a New Zealand team at home. Um, and uh, that's, uh, yeah, and that's very true. That that is kind of generally my. My motto is, yeah, the New Ze- or generally my, my kind of saying is that if you've got a, a New Zealand derby, back the home team. Uh, if the New Zealand team playing anyone, playing anyone else, always back the New Zealand team. Um, so the, um, but yes, uh, King Bilko, I think it, it be, be, uh, Biko, not Bilko, sorry. Uh, here, this is not um, that funny 1960s uh, army show comedy. Um, Captain Bilko, wasn't it? That was, um, Sergeant. that's, um, <laughs> um, that yeah, the, the Canes are out of form. The Chiefs are are, are in form. They've got some. They've got a couple of uh, first choice All Blacks in Sam Kane and uh, well, actually Damien Kenzie isn't the first choice All Black. Anyway, Sam Kane, Damien Kenzie coming back into the team. Um, 
so they'll be they'll be stronger than they were last weekend when they beat the Hurricanes at home. Uh, so I think this one could go either way, uh, to be honest. Uh, even though I do always say uh, back the uh, home team in a New Zealand derby. So yep, uh, this is the exception that proves the rule. Maybe um, I'll have my predictions out later. So anyway, sorry. Back to Major League. Um, Fast forward back to the MLR. Uh, so yeah, so the, okay. So first off, to be allowed to get into the league, you have to front up the entire amount of cash you need to pay your players uh, and all your other costs before the season even begins. So financially, yes, it's in a much more stable situation because hey, um, you have to you have to throw up a bond, uh, and then all the players are contracted centrally and paid centrally um, because after each team gives the uh, the league it's uh, the, the cash that it needs to pay those players so the clubs are actually paying for their players but it but it, it's been putting kind of in in a, in a trust account um so that the, the players know the money's going to be there which is great as long um, as the league doesn't go to the track well there is that yes <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the uh then then also there is um uh, they had uh, amazing uh, TV numbers um, with CBS. So for the first year, they actually they paid CBS uh, to be broadcast. Um, and there's talk that in year two already, uh, CBS will be paying them rather than the other way around. So it, so it's um, so uh, so yeah. So so straight away, uh, it looks like there's going to be uh, it all looks like to be heading in in, in the mate in, in the right direction. My concern, and this is one that's been voiced by a couple of the American uh, podcasters as well, uh, and a few other uh, pundits over there, is uh, around expansion and how quickly this grows. So we're already talking about uh, 10 teams next year. Um, and that's uh, um, and, and one of those teams doesn't exist at the moment. So they, they've got to find themselves a full 30-odd man squad from somewhere. Uh, at least the other two teams exist. I mean, um, Rugby United New York actually loaned out two or three players to other uh, Major League Rugby teams this season, and so they'll return to, the, to, to they'll return to, to New York uh, to play next season. So they've got the squad already in place. They've been playing um, exhibition games. Clearly, Ontario being the first team in Canada uh, means they've got all the Canadian teams, Canadian nationals they can select. So they're, they're going to be fine. So that's okay, up to ten teams. Uh, we have Washington DC joining uh, the year afterwards, definitely. So that takes us up to eleven, uh, and then we've also got talk of a team in Chicago, um, Boston, uh, Dallas. Uh, which other ones were mentioned? That's going to that's going to fourteen. Um, there's another there's another f um, four that I've that I that I can't remember off the top of my head right 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 now. Uh, Atlanta. Um, uh, Vancouver uh, and a couple more um, and then there's a couple that, that weren't listed uh, on this uh, Flow Rugby map which include um, Las Vegas uh, and Toronto now apparently the Ontario, Ontario is actually on the outskirts of Toronto so uh, maybe they but I've heard there's actually another Toronto team that might take place that's, that's 20 teams there are not enough players professional players in the USA to maintain 20 teams currently uh, uh, without the quality just going down the toilet. And that's their big Holy problem. crap. The, um, the, uh, the Auckland Secondary Schools competition is going to get rated even more. 
the <laughs> um, so, 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 so to me, that, that's, that, that is their biggest problem. Can they support 20 teams in 10 years' time? If, with every team having it, now, every existing team has an academy, has an under-19s team. Yes, they're probably going to start producing players so they can expand. But you can't have 20 teams in the next three years because it will just go, 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 go down. I think they have talked about uh, capping it at 16 initially before a second round of expansion. Uh, what that kind of might cause is a bit of a gold rush to try and get one of those 16 spots before they're all used up, um, which I think, which, which is what the, to me, the LA Coast one sounds a bit like, uh, and a bit concerned at how quickly that one's moving, even though from what I hear, uh, the, the people behind it are um, are in a are, are in the right kind of place. So Barcelona, yeah, it, it's 10 teams, I say there are, there are another 10 cities that are suggesting about talk, uh, sorry, there's one, one team definitely in another nine cities talking about joining, but it's talk at the moment. It's not actual. It's not action. Um, so, but we are definitely going to get to eleven teams at least um, by uh, twenty twenty, um, and you'd expect Vancouver, a second Canadian team, to go in there. So it's going to get to twelve at least. You'd think by twenty twenty. You know, look, the, the, there's an organisation that I know that they could talk to that could help them with a conference system. Though it <laughs> works really well. Now, this is what I need to get someone on from the Pro Fourteen because. The conference system there has worked, and the fans love okay. it. Oh, look! In, in look in, in, in seriousness, I mean, like American sports has conference systems that work, so they've got models over there that do work. And also, people and, and, and culturally over there, they're used to it as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sounds that's, like that's the way all their sport is basically. I mean, when you're looking at um, their version of rugby with American football. Um, you know, that's in a conference system, the NBA. So the two biggest sports, the, um, I'm not sure the baseball, how that works, but, um, obviously with the NBA and the NFL, um, both work, operate on a conference system. As you say, they're well versed in conference systems. Yeah. Um, the, uh, Chris Bailey reckons it works in the Pro 12 as every, as they play every team at least once. Um, so the, yeah, we'll have to. It's, um, I'm just trying to think what, uh, uh, what, what. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's the answer. But um, you say in the USA that they don't, definitely don't play one um, at least once. Uh, so we'll see how it. Um, we'll, we'll see how it pans out uh, going forwards. But uh, yeah, at least to sort of have a review of why why Pro 14 has worked um, because it has worked um, uh, they, with with two conferences there um, and. Um, as they try and fit all the all the games in in the same number of weekends as they did with the Pro 12, and that was that was the reason they did, they didn't want to, they didn't want to, to they didn't want to grow the season, um, which was why they did it that way. Um, so yeah, so that's so yeah, so Major Rugby uh, will be growing up to ten teams next season. Uh, any other kind of yeah, and yeah, the final was good. Uh, and yeah, I was just going to ask you, like obviously I, I didn't see the final. What was your impressions of the final? I mean. The, the quality of the rugby sort of um, reflected how the season went, or obviously being a final, it can be tighter. Uh, and not only that, we also had the two mainly defensive teams in the final as well. Um, so, uh, but no, they, 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 they did score a good number of tries. Uh, it, it was it was it was a good game. Uh, disappointing uh, number of uh, fans there. 
uh, and um, they decided to to host uh, before the season started. They decided to host in San Diego. Uh, that the semi-finals would be in Glendale, and then the final would be in San Diego. And with San Diego not making the final, uh, yeah, the turnout wasn't um, wasn't what it could have been. Uh, so hopefully um, that, that that'll improve. And um, so we'll see uh, the um, uh, how, how it's uh, how it works out. Unbiased rugby pro fourteen works because the conference system has no country bias. The teams are split between the two conferences regardless of country. Uh, no, they're not. Um, it's very much uh, got country bias because uh, what they do is they take the two the four Irish teams and put two in one conference and two in the other. Um, they take the four Welsh teams and split them two in one conference, two in the other. Uh, the Irish, the Scotland, one in each. Italy, one in each, and South Africa, one in each. So it's uh, no, there is definitely uh, so um, you can say that. Uh, so yeah, it is definitely done along country lines. Uh, but um, the but you're right, it's, it's not uh, it's, it's not a country per per sort of per conference or anything like that. So um, so maybe the reflection here is the fact that. Um, South African rugby fans and New Zealand rugby fans are so used to and have grown up, you know, through our provincial competitions, watching, uh, you know, your countrymen bashing each other, beating each other up, that that's what you're used to seeing. And that's what you want to see. When we look at you, when we talked about the conference systems in the States, that's what um, Americans are used to, conference systems. Over, over in South Africa, over here, we're used to sort of, you know, you, the, the, the rivalry before Super Rugby for all rivalries was Canterbury Auckland. And, um, that was the big game. And, and even with Super Rugby now, and, and it's unfortunate with the Blues being shit for, cause, oops, I've said bad words. Um, being bad for so long. <laughs> Um, that, that, that's what dissolved. But the New Zealander still wants to see New Zealanders bashing each other up, and the South African still wants to see South Africans bashing up. If they went to a Pro not 14 true. type, but not, not true. That's not true. That's the problem. So uh, New Zealanders want to see New Zealand derbies. Um, yep. Yeah, they do. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. South Africans yep. do not want to see South African derbies. They don't. No, South Africans want to see New Zealand versus, versus South African teams. They're the ones that get. Wow. Okay. Wow. The reason. Mind blown. Mind blown. So the reason for that is. In uh, New Zealand, uh, our club competition or our provincial competition um, does not have close ties to the Super Rugby teams. So Auckland um, Mighty Sane Cup team has players in all five comp- all, all five uh, Super Rugby sides, um, and the the players get spread out across across the country uh, for the Mighty Sane Cup, uh, and it's very different sides than we see playing Super Rugby. In South Africa, um, the Blue Bulls and the Bulls are very closely tied to each other. The Sharks and Western Province are very closely tied to each other. Uh, the Golden Lions and the Lions, um, the Stormers and... Oh, hang on. Is it Stormers and Western Province and Sharks and Sharks? Anyway, Stormers. whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, Stormers and Western Province, sorry. Sharks and Sharks. Um, and then finally, who, who are the... Uh, uh, cheaters and Cheaters and, uh, yeah, Kings and Kings. Um, and then you have the Grikas and Pumas. Who are not super rugby aligned and who have very few uh, super rugby players, um, and so what you end up um, having uh, is a lot of uh, is, is basically the, the bulls and the sharks, the bulls and the lions play each other already in the Curry Cup, and then they also play each other in what used to be called the Vodacom Cup. I think it's now Super Sport uh, Thingamajig or other, um, which was run at the same time as Super Rugby. So it's basically that's that's a B teams. 
um, or their development league. Uh, and then you also have them play again in Super Rugby. So you get to see them play three or four times. So they've already got, they've already played yeah. the derbies at Curry Cup. Why play them all over again at Super Rugby? Um, so if you want right. that Africa conference to work, then you need to not have such tight, tightly aligned Curry Cup and Super Rugby teams because effectively they're the same team. Yeah. The only difference is the internationals are away for some of the time during the Curry Cup. I stand corrected. Yeah. <laughs> but Australia and New Zealand like the derbies because they don't see them any other yep. time. Um, uh, but whereas it, it, in, in South Africa they don't, which is why trying to come up with a schedule or a format that works is difficult because in South Africa you have one set of drivers. In New Zealand and Australia you have a different set of drivers uh, and therefore you end up with with these weird compromises. Um, King Biko, Super Rugby first teams don't always play a Curry Cup. Um, sure, the internationals don't play, uh, and a few of the players are released to go and uh, um, have play in Japan of, uh, to make money. Play in Japan, uh, but it'll be all the other players that are left uh, will we'll, we'll yeah. play the Curry Cup um, um, side of things. Um, Wow, we've managed to uh, freestyle wow. through an hour. Yeah, yeah, um. yeah. And, I, and I and I forgot to we we, we I, I, look. We're going to have to. I'm going to have to jump back a little bit because there's one thing we have to mention was that, uh, and, and I said to that to you before we started the show when we having a bit of a chat is that the hit in the Highlanders uh, Rebels game, the hit of the season, legal hit of the season, the final tackle of the game, and, and oh man, that was just fantastic. That was just like. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't just the tackle actually. When when you look at the rebels started, for those people who didn't see it, do you want to actually say who was involved and what the tackle was like? Yeah, okay. So basically, we we start with the rebels sort of just outside their twenty-two. They were actually inside their twenty-two, but they had a bit of a, and then they did a fantastic. And I think they might have been gone to a lineout from the penalty, if I remember rightly. Um, but they did their best backline move of the whole game. Absolutely fluid. They broke the Highlanders on the uh, uh, around the outside to the right hand side of the field. Looks like for all money they're going to go go in and score. And Waisaki Naholo just comes in and absolutely nails the Rebels player. Um, how they how he got back? How the Rebel? Uh, sorry, the Highlanders actually got back to do the cover defence because of the way that the Rebels had broken was um, just incredible, but absolutely nails them, and then proceeds to get up, does the whole hands in the air, wave them around like you just don't care, and then throw them back in and get the penalty for the Rebels player holding on as well. And um, if you haven't seen it, my description is pretty poor. You've got to go and see it. It is one of the moments of the season, especially <laughs> in the context in the context of what it meant for the game, what it meant for the table, what it meant for the season. It was huge. What it meant for the brawler between the two Rebels players after the game. Um, there was huge. Uh, it was so much in that one tackle that was wrapped up into that one tackle. So uh, if you haven't seen it, go 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 onto YouTube somewhere, wherever, uh, Facegram, Instabook, whatever you go on, and you'll go find it. Um, and uh, Unbiased Rugby says that tackle was felt all the way in Dunedin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And uh, uh, it was brutal, but it was fair. It was totally legal. Oh, right, okay, cool. um, yeah, totally legal. And one of the uh, – and Naholo is actually starting to come into a bit of form. He kind of faded out of form. Uh, but I thought, yeah, he was coming back into a bit of form now in that game because uh, he also had the break. He also skinned some people, had the break down the right-hand side for his own try. Um, so obviously he was, he was a cross. When you say that the uh, the Rebels broke down the right, obviously Naholo's a right wing, so, that's his, so he's, come, he's come across from the opposite wing uh, to make that tackle uh, in, in that situation. Uh, so, yeah, so he's definitely had some of those sort of things. But I, I do think there was, an, there, there was a perhaps even more seismic shock um, to be had out of that game, um, which was, did we see the worst haircut or the worst, worst hairdo uh, in Super Rugby in that game? Now, now, see, now, now you're jumping ahead a couple of weeks because you've got to save that stuff. You've got to save that stuff for our awards evening. There's <laughs> <laughs> you going, going and saying, hey, this is the tackle of the season. And I, it's, maybe, maybe it will win tackle of the season. But uh, uh, I, 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 uh, who was it? The, um, uh, one of the Highlanders players uh, had some, some sort of top knot sticking out the back of his head. Um, it wasn't Aaron Smith because he wasn't playing. It wasn't. No, it was thirteen. I think twelve or thirteen. It was one of one of the one of the midfielders. Um, so not Ty Walden because he was rested as well. Uh, but you just it was oh, it was awful. And, and as someone said, it doesn't make you look like a samurai. It, yeah, it didn't make him look like a samurai. <laughs> it was awful. Um, now we got we got a few. Just uh, so yeah, we are going to have a, uh, a, a a Super Rugby Awards evening on Hash Rugby Chat. Uh, and we'll be covering off on a few, um, a few. Obviously, we'll have uh, things like sort of uh, coach of the year, most disappointing team of the year, and um, but also have things a few a fun ones like, um, yeah, uh, worst haircut. Uh, Will Genia already has two nominations in in that in in, in that category, uh, so we'll see how the voting goes. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, and we've also got uh, the Highlanders. I think we represented more than once as well uh, in that one. So. Uh, so do check us out uh, and yeah, nominations for things like um, Imanga Jensen. Yeah, that's probably right, Jack. Um, the so do yeah do give us uh, nominations for um, uh, for things like worst haircut the season. Uh, if you want to give us some other ideas for uh, awards um, as well, uh, definitely uh, uh, drop us a line, um, and we'll do that. I was going to say the- start start a start a hashtag for hashtag driving mall awards, and then put your uh- Put your uh, incident or moment or what you'd like us to have as an award, I think, and then we can start collating something around that if we've got the hashtag. And as Andre said, a Twitter poll on on the voting poll. Uh, we will definitely uh, include that. Uh, there will be some that uh, that go to the public vote, and there'll be others which are are definitely a uh, dictatorship um, decided. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's putting his Winston Peters head on. Oh yes, as long as there is an "I am too scared to tackle" award, uh, and uh, an early nomination for that one is uh, it was um, was at the weekend, the Lions versus the the the, the, um, oh, the Bulls. Uh, Omri Pollard obviously out of action, um, and I forgot the, the name the, the name of the guy. Um, who was the um, uh, who, who 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 subbed in for him at uh, or replaced him at, at number ten? But um, the kid made a great break um, through it all, uh, and he found run, running towards um, Yenchi's 
uh, at um, at fullback, and Yenchi's managed to sort of step himself out the way of him um, as he it was, oh, it was it was one of the worst uh, sort of last that last, last man last ditch tackle attempts I've ever seen. Uh, so yes, Elkin Yanchis is definitely an early uh, an early nomination for I am too scared to tackle award, and that was against a ten. It was hardly even against a uh, against a thundering forward a or anything silly. So there we go. Um, any more for any more? Nope, that's about it. Well, thank you very much, sir. It has been an absolute blast as always. We'll be back tomorrow night with the All Blacks edition. Um, so uh, join us again at 8pm New Zealand time on Facebook, YouTube uh, and Twitter slash Periscope, whatever you want to call it. Uh, most people don't seem to understand what uh, what Periscope is. So yes, yeah, so on, on, you, can, you can watch it on Twitter. So we'll be there uh, in all our glory. So thank you for joining us. And uh, um, oh, yeah, uh, our screen's NZ Fatso on, on Twitter. I'm, I'm driving more on Twitter. Get in there, chat, hit the likes, thumbs up things, sharing and all of that kind of lovely, jubbly stuff. <laughs>